Welcome to Watershed's June podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of programme here at Watershed. What follows is dispatches from Cannes Film Festival, which I attended last month. Each year I approach Cannes with much anticipation, especially after last year's outstanding selection, which unspooled films such as Antichrist, A Prophet and The White Ribbon, to name but three in one competition. So for 2010, the bar was high, and yes, it never quite achieved such heady heights, but it produced, after the fact, not a vintage, but a handful of stimulating, and in the hands of three British veteran directors, three solid films. The headline for me is that a lot of critics are always looking for the next big thing, whereas it's the evolution of the little things that exciting work is happening. The Palme d'Or winner, a Pitchapong Weirzatuckles film, is a case in point. The other headline is that 3D is very much on the agenda and having a real impact on the future of cinema. On arrival in Cannes, my first film in the market was the first Japanese high-definition 3D feature film. A classic horror and very effective use of 3D. I followed that with a 10-minute promo of a 3D natural history feature film about elephants, which again looked very impressive in the use of 3D. In conferences, trade papers, everyone was proclaiming the growth in 3D production. Indeed, Werner Herzog, Dario Argento, but two names entering the 3D world. I even bumped into film critic Mark Kermode, who Watershed Gores may know stated that he would eat his shoe if we screened a 3D film by the likes of David Lynch. He said he'd been researching shoe recipes online. One of the interesting and exhilarating aspects to Cannes seeing films before any critical opinion or orthodoxy has settled. In fact, it is instructive to look at the daily critics' charts to see how divergent opinion can be. One example this year was the Mexican director, Inaruto. I watched his film Beautiful at its 8.30 in the morning press screening. Now, I'm aware of the director's tendency to pomposity and the theory of everything, Babel being the prime example but he's also capable of extraordinarily energetic, visceral direction. His first film, Amoris Paris, being the prime example. His new one held in check the tendency towards the former, with elements of the latter, all held together with a brilliant central performance from Javier Bardem. Bardem really has been watching classic Brando. The critics, well, the British critics, savaged the film. I raised this with prime suspects, Nick James, editor of Sight and Sound, and film critic Jonathan Romney, and sensed we were not going to reach a critical consensus. A major disappointment in the festival was Takeshi Kitano's outrage, which I was hoping might have seen a return to sonatine form, but instead served up everything Yakuza that he thinks his audience wants to see, but with no discernible plot and empathy to be had. I ended up not really caring, even though I'd worn my best bib and tucker to walk up the red carpet to see the film. Around the various strands of the festival, there were a clutch of titles which have since been bought for the UK and will find their way to Watershed in the future. These included La Casa Muda from Uruguay, a horror film in a single take, and it just about pulls it off. It's only the necessity of the genre that lets it down. We Are What We Are, from Mexico, may well do for cannibals what Let the Right One In did for vampires. From Italy, La Quattro Volta felt to me like one of the most satisfying films, 
I say felt like because I had to leave halfway through to go to Europa Cinemas conference. The film follows an elderly Italian goat herder. I have the press pack and from the photographs of the images I hadn't seen, it looked like they could have been a real cinematic experience. I spent the rest of the festival trying to see the whole film. Two films I saw back to back in my final day were coincidentally based on fact, which gave the films deeper resonance. Of Gods and Men is yes a battle of faith, but also one of humanity and common decency. The French monks are in one of France's old colonies in Muslim North Africa. They are, as with their preachings in harmony with their surroundings, living off subsistence farming and helping out the poor and underprivileged. When extremism encroaches, they have to choose between their own lives and their faith. Again, the premise would have appeared almost too contrived were it not based on a true story and testimony. The result is a moving, reflective and powerful film, one which I tipped for the Palme d'Or. It went on to win the jury prize. Fair Game from America could have been perceived as an American self-obsessed perspective on Iraq, playing up the virtuous American over the very real impact on ordinary Iraqis. But when you realise it was based on the real story of CIA agent Valerie Plame, whose undercover identity was revealed in a spat between her husband, former diplomat Joe Wilson, and the government over verification of facts about Iraq having WMD capability, it becomes a more interesting perspective, revealing how far the state was prepared to go to achieve its objective on Iraq. And now Jean-Luc Godard. His new film, Film Socialism, played in the Uncertain Regards strand of the festival. I always pay respects to Godard when he has a new film, especially at Cannes, a festival he and colleagues literally stormed and brought to a stop in 1968. Let's face it, he changed the way film was made and thought about. In his new one, he shows the same creative, restless, uncompromising energy. Some of the images and contrast of images are sublime. It was, however, for me, a film of two Godards. The first, the experimental filmmaker who is still capable of transforming cinema in front of your eyes. Indeed, the sound editing in film socialism was for me the most radical and exciting I've come across. And the second Godard, the agent provocateur, who can't resist challenging and testing the audience's patience. I know which one I prefer. Finally, I haven't mentioned the British triumvirate of Lee, Loach and Frears. I confess straight up that I didn't see the films knowing that I would get easy access to them in the UK. It was of course great to see such a strong presence at Cannes, but as critics and indeed Lee pointed out, where are the young generation? These are three directors who cut their teeth on television drama. Where are the new talent going to find their training ground, hone their cinematic skills, is the big question. Having said that, I saw Alicia Duffy's All Good Children, a strong debut from the award-winning director of short films. She clearly has talent, but will she have the forum to develop such longevity? Many, if not all of the above, should get to Watershed over the coming year. That's all for this month.